This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do. Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with your boy on this Monday when you're listening to it. First of all, salute to the sponsor, Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, and life insurance. Service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Again, go to abrainsurance.net. They'll hook you up with a policy that fits your budget. They've been sponsoring the Ball Hawk Show podcast since we started this journey over 900 episodes ago we almost at 920 we close it's 919 we close we getting there or oh, this might be 920 matter of fact i ain't even paying attention well once i really you know once i type up the information you'll have the accurate number but we almost there the road to 950, then the road to 1,000. I wonder what my 1,000th episode will be. We'll see. So appreciate everybody. Appreciate my dog, Derek, man, for, for supporting the Ball Hawk Show podcast, man. Definitely appreciate you, bro, the contribution. Everybody that's contributed, um, if it's through Anchor.fm or if you Cash App or if you Venmo, I appreciate the support, definitely. If I see you at Scott Stadium, I appreciate the support walking this guy stated walking along the side. If you come up to the uh, pregame show with myself, Jay James, Ty, and Antonio Rice, I appreciate you, man. Um, if you're screaming from the stands and I'm on the field and I turn around, I appreciate you, man. All the interactions, I definitely appreciate. Whether it's good or bad um, interaction, if discussions become heated, it's fine. Um, at the end of the day, man, I'm always an athlete at heart. So my skin is very thick and I move on quick. So, um, yeah, I don't harp on things. I have fun with it, but I don't hold grudges. So I just want people to realize that. So don't think I got upset and I'm holding a grudge against you. No, it don't bother me. So, uh, but we're going to address a lot of things that were said on Twitter during the game, um, after the game, in various groups. I got a I got an in depth defensive breakdown for y'all because there's a lot of false narratives going out. Um, a lot of people just don't pay attention during games. And and also, you may not know what to look for as well. Because a lot of times, people tie in results 
to kind of skew their view. So always here, we ain't make no adjustments. We ain't change this. We ain't change that. And I see the changes that were made. I see what's trying to be executed, but the execution and the completion of the scheme just didn't work. So people think nothing changed, right? So if it's your first time tuning in, be ready to really recap what went down versus Notre Dame. I mean, between Notre Dame and Virginia on Saturday night. Um, We're going to go through the stats, of course, team stats, the individual stats. I start with a defensive breakdown. I give everybody what they want. I know everybody wants to discuss the defense, and then I can end with the offense because I figure everybody tuned in to hit a defense. Or I might start with the offense because it's not going to take me. Matter of fact, I'll start with the offense. Offense won't take that long. It really won't. I'll just talk about Jay and what we could have done to help him out. But at the end of the day, if you are somebody that really views the game and like take the fan shades off and really just look at it. Like it was a tall task for any quarterback, not named Brendan Armstrong to start versus that Notre Dame front. And I'm not trying to like plug myself, but if you listen to my uh, red diamond coffin and coffee and tea morning brew segment that I do um, each, each uh, day of the game, I stated, and also if you was in the stadium before the game and I was on the Who Vision, I stated that um, it's going to be tough with that defensive front that they had because they don't have to rush more than five. They could rush three and get home, which they showed, and they got hits on the quarterback with three rushes, four rushes, five rushes. So I discussed that. And, again, it's not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to help you better view the game. Like, if somebody gives you a lot of notes before the game, a lot of things to look for, then it's easier to kind of follow along and, Better understand when something negative takes place versus going off on a deep end and just thinking, oh, my God, what the heck is going on? Because at the end of the day, you still got to get Notre Dame their respect. I know their 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 history as far as, you know, going to the college playoffs and getting smashed by the Alabamas and stuff, but still a, still a very good team. And they was missing a lot of players and just shows, man. They, they had a lot of depth, so – um, before we get started, let me salute my prolific run crew, man. It was a big day for us. Richmond Marathon was Saturday morning. And uh, we had a lot of runners enter the 1%. There's only 1% of people that have completed a marathon. I ran a half marathon myself um, because I knew I had to get back to the game. So all they ran the, I only ran the half, only ran the half. That's still 13.1 miles. So I'm going to start this podcast on with a salute to my prolific run crew with my man Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. You know how we do, baby. Prolific is so gifted. We the type that's going to go get it. We're going to kick. If this is your first time listening, man, we kick the show off with music. So if you don't like it, you just fast forward. But uh, if you folks who drive and you listen to this or you're in the gym, this is a segment y'all really enjoy the most, man. So this is how we're going to start it off. For my prolific run crew, baby. You was prolific. Richmond Marathon. That's how we do. We can do anything. I'm, I'm prolific, prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go, go get, get it. it. 
No kidding. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Yo building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Uh-huh. Last night it was a cold killer. Uh-huh. You gotta keep the devil in his coat. Gotta keep the devil. But you know how it goes. I'm front line every time it's on. 100 pro flow. Run and shoot pro. 458 drop. Playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Uh. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Uh. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. And dock that Tulum just to smoke. Love. Listening to music at the Maya Ruins. Uh-huh. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Cruise. Uh-huh. My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all. Blue it. Yeah. This ain't that weirdo rap. Salute to the prolific run crew, man. We are prolific. Changing the narrative, changing the norm, coming together, doing what people say you can't do, and enjoying the the tough task of running. I mean, no better way to come together and change the narrative, man. Come out to prolific. Do something. So, so, all right, man, that was, that was, that was for prolific, but I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. It was some petty stuff going on on Twitter, some petty stuff going on. Y'all know me, I don't name names. That ain't my, well, Petty Hawk would name names, but this is Ball Hawk. Petty Hawk wanted me to play a song to start off the podcast because Petty Hawk is angry. All right. Just want to let y'all know, y'all better be happy, Ball Hawk. Is is very calm and controlling now because Petty Hawk really wanted to jump out. But Petty Hawk said, Ball Hawk, you got to play this song to start the podcast on because we got dudes taking shots and being petty and they want us to really jump out there and reach their petty villainess. And we all know they play victim once you return fire. So I'm going to return fire through songs. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just saying, you know, if you know the name of the song or you listen to the lyrics, this is me firing back because a lot of y'all be firing at me. And be wanting me to respond. And when I give you that heat, you can't take it. You cower. You start talking, woe is me, and now you the victim. Oh, you supposed to be better than that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That ain't the cloth I'm cut from. I just don't get why folks do that. Like, why you jump out to poke the bear? Pause. I ain't big and bad. I'm a little guy. But you know, you know. Petty Hawk is still with inside me. So this is what Petty Hawk wanted me to play right off the jump. Sending this one out to my man Killer B. This is where we at with it right now. No doubt, indeed. Survival of the fittest right now. If you're going to jump out and you want this smoke, we'll give you the smoke. We will. Because Petty Hawk's still here. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from you can run, but you can't hide forever for me. Streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. They never around yeah, with the You ain't never around. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops control. They better have a ride, get ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. Run a back one double, I touch you. And leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick. Uh-huh. Cause I'll be up in the mix of action. Uh-huh. If I'm not at home, puffing lava, yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Survival of the fittest. Huh? You walk with your head down, scared to look, you shook. Huh? 
but we just ain't gonna stop there. We're gonna keep it going. Yeah, we're gonna keep it going because this, this is the mood I'm in. Petty Hawk pissed, but Petty Hawk ain't gonna say too much. You know what I'm saying? We're just gonna let the music let the music play. That's how I'm feeling right now. Since y'all wanna tag me and stuff. You sure you wanna tag me? Do you know what beef is? Do you want beef? Uh-uh. Ask, Ask yourself. yourself. Uh-uh. Do you know uh-huh. This is what I say to y'all. <laughs> Check out this bizarre uh, rapper style used by me. The B I G. I uh-huh. put my key, you put your key uh-huh. in. Money will be seen. Uh-huh. We'll reach the other ceiling. Yeah, Check. yeah. Check. That's it. We just keep switching it up. We don't care. We just, that's just the move we in. Today's agenda. Up in the central. Go to Route 112. Tell the block of Feel the strangers. If no money exchanges, I got these kids in ranges. Believe them. All they told is stainless. You just oh, we ain't stopping. We making it real quick. We just talking. We just talking. We just talking. What's your mind like right now, huh? Huh? You sure you want to keep tagging me? Huh? Is this what you wanted? Okay, I give it to you. Uh huh. Relax and take notes. While I take totes of the marijuana smoke Throw you in a choke, gun smoke, gun smoke Ricky Smoke for mayor, the rat slayer, the hooker layer Motherfucker, say your prayers Hail Mary, full of grace Smack the in the face, take her Gucci bag I'm not your, I'm not your, I'm not your typical podcast, man I'm not your typical podcast There's a lot of times you turn the cheek and you be the bigger person And sometimes you run out of cheeks and you just be looking at dudes like Really, bro, did you forget? Did you forget, like, I do this. I pay attention. It's, I'm, I get irritated sometimes when folks just keep, like, you, like, this what you wanted? I'm going to give it to you right now. So let's jump right into the podcast right now. We won't need no background music. We're going straight to it. All right. Notre Dame won by a score 28-3, 48,584 people were in attendance. When we go to... First downs, Notre Dame had 23, UVA had 17 net rushing yards. UVA is still giving up over 200 yards rushing. They came into the game giving up like 209, 210, something like that. Notre Dame had 249 yards rushing on 38 attempts, averaging 6.6 yards per rush with one touchdown. UVA had 82 yards rushing on 30 attempts, averaging 2.7 yards per rush, no touchdowns. Net passing yards. Notre Dame had 174 yards passing on 24 pass attempts. I stated in my preview that Notre Dame came in with more rushing attempts than passing attempts. What did they do? They stuck to running the football. You saw they saw the BYU game. Now, granted, now, granted, this won't like BYU. All 200-yard rushing games don't look the same or 300 yards, whatever you want to say. I will say this. UVA won't just get mauled up front. And big gaping holes was made like it was versus BYU. I want to say that. And we're going to get into it when I really start recapping the X's and O's. Because I'm going to share with you the fronts that we ran. Because it was a difference. People say it was the same. It was a difference. People on Twitter were saying ain't nothing changed. And it was a difference. And I'm going to show you better than I could tell you. And I hope I break it down in lamest terms so you can better understand that you was wrong. Stop! I tell you. I told y'all stop hitting tweet all the time. Sometimes just sit back and serve yourself. Shut the hell up, Juice. Stop hitting tweet. Because you understand on what you tweeted. 
And if you're wrong, you have to be a man or one man to say I was wrong. Don't be prideful and don't keep trying to move the fence and give me butts, but nothing. You was wrong. UVA had 196 yards passing on 34 attempts. We averaged 10.9 yards per completion. They averaged 9.7 yards completion. Total offensive yards, Notre Dame had 423 yards. UVA had 278 yards. Total plays, Notre Dame had 62. We had 64. They averaged 6.8 yards per play. We averaged 4.3 yards per play. All right. Time of possession, don't matter. We had the ball almost a minute more. We only scored three points. They had the ball for 10 minutes in the first quarter. 10 minutes. We roll out a new quarterback. We we only had the ball for 4.15 in the first quarter. They had the ball for 10 minutes. They had the ball 16 minutes, 17 minutes in the first half. 17 minutes. They were 7-11 on third downs. We were 5 of 14 on third downs. They were 1-3 on fourth down. We were 1-3 of three on fourth downs. Points off turnovers. No team had any points off of turnovers. Kyron Williams had 70 yards on 14 carries in the touchdown. A top flight back like that, UVA defense, he only had 70 yards. But that gets lost in translation because everybody said the defense sucked. But we're going to get into that. A little later. Y'all see, y'all see Petty Hawk trying to jump out, but I'm trying to keep him at bay. All right. Uh, Logan Diggs for them has 64 yards. Styles had, I'm, I'm going to just go. Uh, shout out to Chris Tyree. He had 32 yards. Mike Hollins had 44 yards for us. Woodfolk had 56 yards, but lost 41 on sacks. So he had 15 yards. Darrington had 12 yards. Keaton had 11 yards on three carries. So Woodfolk has 16 carries. But that's misleading because he was sacked seven times. And it wasn't design runs. A lot of them was scrambles. So he didn't really have 16 rushes. This is where people just, just look at stats and complain. Don't give you the context, right? That's why I say numbers without context is a fake narrative. You better get, the, you better get everything before you start jumping out there adding me and stuff and tagging me and coming at me. Because provide the context. If we're going to have a discussion, we need to provide the context. And and and, and um, ain't nobody protecting nobody, defending nobody. I like having true discussions. That's another thing that people are like, oh, you're protecting them. Oh, you always defend. Defend because I got a different view of things. Even And I'll still say, even when I give my rebuttal that, but it's still not good. They miss that. It amazes me how folks miss when, you make a statement that agrees in essence of what they're saying of that something's not good, but the fact that your breakdown looks different than theirs, that they'd be like, oh, you're trying to defend them. No, I'm just giving you more context of what can also be taking place because, hey, maybe you never played this sport. I'm just saying. Like, I ain't going to jump out there and just tell a baseball expert what I think going on in baseball. Like, I ain't played past 10th grade in high school. It's been a long time. Or me just telling basketball guys what they need to do. No. It's a line you get to and you stop. And you be like, well, they probably know. Y'all notice I don't get in arguments with basketball guys like that. Especially when they bring them damn advanced analytics that make advanced headaches. 
All right. Jay Wolfolk was 18 to 33, two interceptions, 196 yards. Um, Keaton had 12 targets, nine catches, 110 yards. Billy Kemp had four targets, four catches for 37 yards. Wicks, Tay Wicks had six targets, but two catches, 32 yards, and just one yard after the catch. They, I will say Notre Dame tackle well, bro. Notre Dame defense is good. I like their front. Jelani Woods was targeted six times. He had two catches for 13 yards. Rashawn Henry was targeted five times, had one catch for four yards. And Jacob Rodriguez was targeted one time with no catches. And salute to Papa Rodriguez. I met Jacob's pops, man. Cool dude. Loyal listener, salute to you for, for getting a chance to meet you. Um, Jacob Finn had a shank punt, but he still averaged 30-fold. That first punt, he, he was pissed because he'd been booing him all year. People was giving him a hard time. Um, defensively, Nick Jackson led the way for us, nine tackles. Uh, Joey Blunt has seven tackles, one tackle for a loss. Antonio Clary has six tackles. Nick Grant, five tackles, a tackle for a loss. Noah Taylor, five tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. One from recovery and one quarterback hurry. Josh Ahern had five tackles. Bratton, four tackles. Elliot Brown, four tackles. And a batted down ball. Uh, Anthony Johnson, Gucci, had four tackles and an interception. Hunter Stewart, four tackles. Cohen King, three tackles and a pass breakup. Wes Weeks, three tackles. Mike Green, two tackles. Mike Green, that's an, uh, an additional personnel guy that, that, was, that was playing because people said, ain't nobody new play. Man, the Alonzo, two tackles and a half a tackle for a loss. Famui, one tackle. Devin Darrington, one tackle. Sean Henry, a tackle. Ben Smiley, a tackle. Oh, look at that. Ben Smiley playing on the defensive line. Oh, nothing changed. We're still playing the same people. We're still running the same thing, ball hawk. Oh, my God. What the heck are we doing? I'll give. Nope, I ain't going to repeat what I was about to say right there because I would have gave it away who I'm talking to. And I don't want people to really know who I'm talking to. And if you know who I'm talking to because you was a part of something, that you know. But everybody else don't need to know who I'm talking to. They know I'm talking to them. It's respectfully. It's a banter. But, hey, I can't go to it all the time. I'd rather go behind the microphone. And like I said, it's respectful. I ain't cursing you out. I ain't saying you're dumb. I'm not doing all that. I'm just saying, man, stop hitting tweets so much. You don't got to have a hot take and ha, 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 and key, 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 and oh, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, keep telling them. That attaboy. Tell them. Tell them. What a solution. A lot of people give all this feedback, but they ain't got no damn solution. They'll say, they'll say fire somebody. Or why we, what the heck are we doing? But they don't provide no solution after. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, why are we, why are we doing this? We should be, give me a tweet. We should be doing X, Y, Z. Why you don't put yourself out there? You'll put yourself out there to, to tear somebody down, say they, they trash. But give me a follow-up. That's what I'm going to start telling them. Give me a follow-up tweet. Constructive criticism. Hindsight, something. You know? Like on my podcast right now, I'll be like, oh man, we're gonna get to offense. Matter of fact, let's 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 transition right to the offense. That's all the that's all the, the numbers. This spot this 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 offensive recap is sponsored by sthujuice.com. Go to shut the hell up sthujuice.com. That's shut the hell up juice apparel. Go there to buy your shut the hell up juice apparel. S T H U Juice dot com. If you can't tell, 
whoo, it's a reason why with a marathon, to have marathon too, but it's a reason why I waited and gave myself more time to come by. So my offensive recap isn't that long. It isn't that long. Pause. Hey, yo. Because, first of all, we got a, a young man that got the start that hadn't started a game in over a year as far as, like, he's a true freshman, but if I'm not mistaken, football was canceled. The season was canceled senior high school. Then you're playing against a top 10 team. Then you're playing against one of the best defensive fronts. Then you're playing against one of the most opportunistic defenses as well. Uh, they were top eight in the country in interceptions coming to the game. But that was before all the Thursday games took place. They were 17th in the country in turnovers game. They were number 25 in the country in sacks. They were like top 25 and third down conversion for your defense. So it, this is, yeah, yeah. Yo, like like Drip would say, yo, yo. But what we do is we can look at the first 10 plays, right? First 10 plays, we come out. We got twins to the top. We got twins to the near side. Wicks with Jelani. And then we have our other. Let me go to the end zone version. All right, we got Grant in the backfield. Make a check, 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 check. Boom. Now Keaton comes in that quarterback. They have a check. They're doing a Florida Gator chomp. They prepare for the quarterback power, but this is just like a handoff. Just like a handoff on first down. Young quarterback, your defense is get you the ball on a fourth down stop. You know, folks said this didn't show confidence in a young quarterback. I'm like, what's the difference between running the quarterback power out of Wildcat versus him just handing it off to the back? There's no difference. There is this, this, this to me is not showing Jay Wilfolk, we don't believe in you. This is showing, hey, we're going to run the football. And this play right here has been, even with Brennan in the game, we've been doing this. So this, this is not something we hadn't seen before. We've removed Brennan from quarterback and put Keaton back there for direct snap. Again, I tell y'all, if you're going to ask me a question, you seem like, you complain it, and I'm going to be like, but what was the difference? Then we come out, second play, we run a swing pass to Billy, the same play we ran to score versus Georgia Tech. Um, if you pay attention to the two games before BYU, we was running jet sweep, so this was essentially like running a jet sweep. Notre Dame does a good job of rallying to the ball. We get four-yard gain, so we had third and five coming into that, but then we get a penalty. So now we got third and nine. Third and nine. We got a tight split at the top with, with Billy. Two receivers to the bottom. We try to run a quarterback power. He do a great job of getting off blocks. Good tackle. Three-yard gain. We punt. So we go to three and out. Then I, that was the shake punt. And then they end up scoring. So we come out, empty backfield. Nice rhythm throw to Wicks, he drops it. They were off size, so it was a free play. So it's first and five procedure. So we go from first and five. Now we're back to first and ten. One back in the backfield. We got an H with Woods. One receiver to the bottom, two receivers to the top. 
Good play call right here. Just a stack route on the hash to Keaton. He's playing a slot receiver. Come back to the ball. Great throw. Boom, five-yard gain. Now we got second and five. Now we got movement. On by one of our tight ends. And I like this. We was in 21 personnel. Essentially 21 personnel, two backs, one, I mean two tight ends, one back, because Keaton became the running back. Was about to give it to Keaton. Probably on the safe little inside zone. Yep. But we get a penalty. So now we're in second and ten. So this is two straight series where he he has a essentially a second and long versus a second and manageable. After positive plays, like we've done something, a self-inflicted wound for a young quarterback. So now we're second and 10. Darrington's in the game. Give an inside zone to him. They do a great job of shooting the gaps. Playing with their hands. Good tackle because he was about to bounce it. He was on the verge of bouncing it. The linebacker from the backside, 52, comes in, grabs the leg, gets him down. He missed that tackle. Darrington's off to the races because Rashawn Henry has a good block out here. So now we're in third and nine. Third and ten the first time around, third and nine this time around. So your first two possessions, you have a young quarterback with third and long situations. And what do they do? They send five. Matter of fact, they send six. They blitz six. Offensive line doing a good job. But they understood down the distance. They blitz. They they uh, press Billy to the backside. Take his inside release. He has to get to the sticks. Wolf feels the pressure coming. He does a good job of avoiding. And when they do a good job, they or they wrestling. Offensive line doing a good job. He has a pocket. And one thing I noticed about Wolf early in the game, and also with his size, his drop is deeper than Brennan's. If this is Brennan. And they run this. Brennan is probably like two yards up. And so the pocket is very clean. And Brennan would have probably took off. Because they're in the straight man. They're in cover one. Man, one safety high. So Brennan would have took off. He would have been closer to the line of scrimmage. But I noticed noticed in the game early, Wolfolk was taking deeper drops than Brennan normally does. Now, does that affect the offensive line? Who knows? Because the deeper drop you take, the better chances the defensive end has running the speed rush, running the hoop. Again, I'm not blaming Wolfhawk. I'm just saying the differences. But he does a good job of climbing a ladder, stepping up in the pocket. He avoids the first two guys. Then one of the guys that blitz end up turning end up turning into a spy, which was 52, and they sack him. Good job by Notre Dame. That's a very good front. So we'll go. So that was our two. That was our only two possessions in the first half. We essentially go three and out. Then the next time we get the ball, we start out empty backfield. Our offensive line does a good job picking up the blitz. He has time. Billy's coming open on the bend route. He doesn't like it. He has Darrington open as a check down, but he doesn't take it. He rolls out. And he gets pushed out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. It's like 
Can he see Darrington, though? He's not the same height as Brendan. He's shorter. So can he see Darrington open? Is he able to see Billy on the bend route? That's another factor. So the processing of information is different for a young man, too. So you go from and and this is this is a tough situation for any quarterback that stepped in after Brent. You're talking about a Heisman Trophy candidate, a record setting University of Virginia quarterback. Anybody that hasn't played a lot of snaps, it's a tall task. I have nothing but respect for this young man. If anybody doubt this kid just because like you can't live up to what Brendan did. You can't. Now, what I would say is, because that's, that's the first 10 plays, what I would say is this. This is where when you hit a lot of OGs, like the Ray Roberts, like the Antonio Rices, like uh, the Thomas Jones, when they talk and, and Barry words, when they say we need a true running game that we can rely on because that helps the transition in a situation like this, right? If you had a confident run game with your backs the game is simplified for a younger quarterback it really is we put a lot and our offense calls causes for our quarterbacks to carry the brunt of what's going on it was like that when Kurt Benker was here Bryce Perkins even his first year and he had uh Justin uh Jordan not Justin Jordan Ellis who had over a thousand yards you got to think, Perkins had 950-plus yards rushing that year. He was still doing a lot. And then we know we saw what he did in the 2019. And you remember when Perkins went down, how the first play that B.A. ran versus Louisville was a quarterback draw. Remember when his pinky came out? Uh, B.A. came in, ran a quarterback draw for a first down. Uh, when he got hurt versus Georgia Tech, B.A. just ran a quick out to Joe Reed that he caught and took it to the crib. So, we still, it's still a call for us to have a simplified type playbook in which we can go old school in a sense with a new look, new era look. The fact that we are so pass heavy, it will do the backup a disservice because also the backup is not getting a lot of reps in practice. They just aren't. So that's why I don't have nothing. I thought Jay did well for, for what it's called for him to do. Now, granted, people say you had two weeks. You had two weeks. Yeah, you had two weeks versus guys that ain't them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like practice, you're not practicing against Notre Dame. And if if you think our defense sucks so bad, and I'm just keeping it real with y'all because I'm just – Trying to paint a better picture to help you better understand. If y'all claim our defense sucks so bad and our coaches suck so bad on defense, but then you want to say we had two weeks to prepare, how much preparing we really going to do if we live by what you said, that our defensive coaches suck and our defensive guys suck? Hello? That's what I'm asking you. Using your logic. Ballhawk not saying our defensive guys suck. Ballhawk not saying our defensive coaches suck. You said that. So in the one breath, you're going to say all those guys suck and then say, well, you had two minutes to prepare and this is what we got. How can you truly prepare? 
if everybody suck. It's just a lie, right? If you got trash can juice meat squad players, and that's what we call guys in high school, meat squad. If your scout team was is just trash, how much preparing you really going to do? Like coaches to tell the scout guys, hey, man, make it tough on offense or you're not helping me. So that's, that's what I'm getting at with y'all. Sometimes you got to calm down, sit down, hold on. You really do. But I thought Wolfuck, you know, for being a young guy, he's going to lock on to a primary receiver. He's going to predetermine who he's throwing to. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks predetermine who they're coming to. But if you feel like you got a one-on-one matchup, you will try to manipulate the safety with your eyes. The deep ball he threw to Wicks, he didn't do that the first interception. He just looked at Wicks the whole time, which that, that's that's the normal. Like B.A. was doing that last year. Y'all remember? Y'all used to kill B.A. last year. Oh, my God. He's just staring the receiver down. That's maturation. It happens. This kid has a strong arm. I do remember the uh, the deep dig he threw to Wicks. Wicks had a big lead stem route with a corner plan blitz, te- blitz technique. Heavy inside leverage. Wicks does a good job of stemming. Stand on and in a corner, you know, we pedaled in. Wicks gave him the threat of going outside and then dove to the butt of the DB and um, cleared him. And then Wolfolk, I mean, when I tell you, he threw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. In that throw. I mean, he fitted the needle. That was a big league throw. He had a couple throws where it was like, the receiver was like, oh, hell. Because he probably ain't throwing that hard in practice. Don't forget the boy throw over 95 miles an hour with a baseball. He got on. That's why I call him Russell Wilson 2.0. He takes a little deeper drop than Brennan. He's young. He going to learn. He going to learn. He missed some check down. I wish we would have. Here's my theory. I wish we would have ran, used like utilized jet motions more. This is hindsight. Okay, this is hindsight. But I thought going to the game, we were run like a lot of bunch or stack formations with our receivers to kind of make the linebacker want a linebacker move out the box so you can see if you could run the inside zone. I thought we would use more mesh routes, like similar to what we saw with, with B.A. last year versus Clemson. Understanding that there was attacking defense that could get home with the defensive front, always bringing a receiver across the ball within four to five yards. Because now that makes the linebackers have to commit, and then you have a level. You bring another guy right over top of them. So it's a high-low. It's a built-in re-indicator for your quarterback. And if you go bunch trips and you run some dagger, like double ends or double outs, you're attacking levels again. I wish we would have did that more with him and just ran the ball. But the thing is, we I, I could say I wish we would have ran the ball more with our backs, but we haven't done that all year. And, hey, man, somebody got a philosophy. It's hard for them to go against what they naturally incline. It's like boxing, right? It's like a, a guy get a new trainer and say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But as soon as they get into a dog fight, they revert back to what they know. That's second nature. You know, if you got a brawler and you send him to a trainer that's a boxer, say work behind that jab, work behind that jab, then they get hit in the mouth where they revert back to what's instinctively ingrained in them, what's easier. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just the thing. Um, but yeah, man, 
I'm encouraged by the I'm encouraged by the young bull though. Salute to you, Wolf. And I, I like his tweet, man. So I just gotta do better. Scored 28 points. We've been spoiled. We've been spoiled for over 500 yards of total offense. We didn't get that. We were spoiled. I mean, let me go to what we what we've been averaging. We've been averaging. Let's see. All season, we've been averaging 400, I mean, 545.2 yards per game. 395.2 yards passing per game. And then this game, and then we was also averaging 38.9 points per game. So 38.9 points, three. 545 yards offensive game, 278. 395 passing, 196. Now, I want to say this, Notre Dame fans, if you're listening, don't be that fan that's saying, oh, this is supposed to be the top passing offense and this is supposed to be one of the leading scoring offenses. Don't do that because you know a backup quarterback was in. Like, be realistic, bro. Don't, don't, you shouldn't even hit tweet when you write that dumb stuff because you look like, like a moron. Like, dude, are you serious? That ain't five back there. And ain't just the 16. But if that was five back there and y'all did this, then you can make that tweet. But shut up, okay? Don't be that guy. And Rudy was all sides. How about that? That was just for you. Shout out to Rudy, man. Salute to you. But that's the that's the petty hawk jab I'm going to throw at you because that dude, I saw that tweet from that dude. He just knew he was like, yeah, just stupid. But, um, yeah, man. I don't think the I don't think the offensive line played bad. I just thought we ran we a lot of our route concepts. It was almost similar to when we went down there to Notre Dame, man. It's like we was making a quarterback a sitting duck with our route combinations on the outside. They were too long development. Then sometimes he was missing the quick like give me more sight adjustments like he had for key time when we got our first first down. Like give me some right now available routes for him that coincides with the deep shots you're still trying to take. Because I remember when Bryce Perkins, when we played at Notre Dame a couple years ago, not last year, in 2019, that's when we was running Max Pro with two backs in the backfield and just sending out three, and they was bracketing everybody, and Bryce was getting killed in the pocket. Sometimes, you know, it's give and take. So that's my offensive breakdown man let's let's transition to defense let's transition to the side of the ball that don't change and all the same people was playing I'm being sarcastic by the way so when you look at Notre Dame or you just look at stats i'm I'm being a little petty now sorry Notre Dame ran 60, well, how many plays did I say Notre Dame ran? 62. I charted 42 because after that it was, as people call, garbage time. So I only charted, I really charted 38. But I went up to 42 just to make sure because the people will call the rest garbage time. I gave you 20 plays of garbage time. I'm saying that in air quotation. So I'm going to go through right now and I'm going to count for you. Because y'all notice everybody been complaining about the three three five, right? And people say the scheme didn't change. And people say we did nothing different. And people say we didn't use any new personnel. Well, I'm here to tell you, we played different D-line in this game. Mm-hmm. 
We played different DBs. Sanker was in the game a lot, and people attribute that to to Devontae Cross. So we ain't even going to talk about Sanker playing because they're going to they gonna say that's because Cross is hurt. So we ain't going to do that. False linebackers, different linebackers were in the game. You know, I mean, Week's been getting burned anyway. A. Herman playing, but it ain't like the same guys that's going out there. But we had Perry at the end some. I already told you 3-1 was out there. He got in the game. He was playing some in, Mike Green. So it's not just the same dudes out there. I told you Smiley was in there. Um, What's my other cat name? I just had a blank. I just had a brain fart, as they say. Dang. I just forgot. Anyway, so... I'm going to count for you right quick, right? So I charted 42 plays. You know how many times we line up in the, quote, 3-3-5, which is three down linemen on a line of scrimmage? Somebody guess with me how many times. Just screen right now. I'll give you 10 seconds. Screen. Out of 42 plays. Two. Two times versus Notre Dame, we lined up in a three-man front. We line up in a 3-3-5, as people say, that don't work. We shouldn't have three down linemen, three people at the line of scrimmage. Two times out of 42 plays I charted. Because, you know, the last 20, garbage time. That's as they say. But if you leave it up to them, the defensive coaches ain't changed nothing. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, play one four-man front. We came out in a four-two-five, a true four-two-five, like we showed versus Miami. Play two, four-man front, three, five-man front, four-man front, four-man front, four-man front, four-man front, five, four, 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 six-man front, six-man front, back-to-back plays, four, 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 five-man front, five-man front, four, 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 five, three, three, four, 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 five. We get you a two four five look with two linebackers and two D linemen. Then we give you four man looks with three D linemen and Noah Taylor, who is essentially your new style of defensive end. And then Manny Alonzo's. Oh, you know, you want to know what what else is beautiful because it's really just a nickel. But let me break something else down for y'all before we get into the logistics of what's really really going on. Because a lot of people just look at TV. And then they just hit tweet. They think ain't nothing changed because of the result, right? Nothing, nothing can't could can't change because look at the result. Like somebody missed a tackle, oh, the scheme got to be the same. He missed the tackle. It got to be the same, right? This year, this game, we was running. Like I said, we we're running a four man front with two D linemen and two linebackers, or we run a four man front. With three D linemen, basically it's like a over three four or under three four, just depending on what philosophy you like. But here's the reason why it was different. It was basically like a four three, really a four three alignment. Because anybody that runs a four three knows where's the D tackles at. One and a three. One technique is between the A and the, is right in the A gap, outside shoulder of the center. Inside shoulder of the guard. That's a one technique. 
then the, the D tackle to usually the strong side or the field side is a three technique outside shoulder of the guard that he's covering. Then you got the ends. Some people call it seven, eight, nine, just depends on the philosophy. But basically, they outside shade at the end, or if it's a tight end, they'll go head up to outside of the tight end, and you have a linebacker in that gap. And whoa, ho, 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 that's who was running. So if you saw three down linemen and you saw Noah as one of the ends, when four, three alignment, it wasn't the three-man front like y'all was being complaining about. But, hey, we ain't make no adjustments. We just running the same old you-know-what. And when Ballhawk come with these type of actual factuals and give you the X and O's and just try to help you out, guess what people are going to say? I'm defending Nick Nick Howell. How about I say Nick Jackson? Nick Howell because he's my friend. As Ballhawk, he always defends Nick. Because people will say no adjustments are made. And I'd be like, some adjustments were made. And the fact that I'm showing you guys adjustments were actually made, I'm defending Nick because I'm not feeding the wolves more steak. Right? Because I ain't doing my job of giving you the X's and O's, being an analyst. Right? I get it. It's frustrating. I know, I know, I know. Y'all do the same thing for y'all love of y'all favorite sport. I see y'all on Twitter. It amazes me how how much vitriol you have towards football because that's your second sport. But when it comes to your favorite sport here at UVA, you actually have some reason. And I could be like, oh, look at you, look at your reasoning. Look at you not panicking. And I wouldn't say you protecting the coach. I'll just say, yo. You're not being emotional, but that old ball hawk, tag old ball hawk and say he always defended somebody. Y'all want Patty Hawk, I know. Y'all like Patty Hawk, but then y'all like the tail. That's why I'm bring Patty Hawk out, because y'all are tail. Y'all t- you tuck your tails, and then you start telling, like I'm a mean, big, bad wolf, and I started it. That's why most of the time I don't say nothing. Now. So for anybody that's always say, ball hawk, why you don't be petty hawking people serving you? Because it's dangerous. Because people take screenshots of different things and they don't show the full context and they start emailing folks. That's why I don't do it. So all these people that be hitting tweet, and I ain't not, not the folks that I'm talking like within our fan base. There's other fan bases that come at me and I respond. They don't know me from Adam. And they they send screenshots. That's that's how dangerous Twitter is out here. I just want to let y'all know. Be careful about who you interact with. Sometimes you just gotta let them be. Because that's that's their highlight of the day. They tear somebody else down. So I'm gonna keep analyzing this game. Let's go back. So the biggest the 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 biggest disappointment that I have watching the defensive film was the tackling. Tackling is one to. I told you guys since last year, this year, in my fans real talk episode, tackling not coaching to me. No coach has ever, ever truly made me a better tackler. Hitting a damn dummy and hitting a ring ain't going to truly help me have the will to fit somebody up. That's just my personal opinion. 
what we what we did was Notre Dame has a shifty running back. Williams is shifty. Anytime you have a guy that's shifty and like the tap dance, what we say, hit you with their feet start accelerating and they get high and they start shaking their head. One thing you can't do when they raise up and they start tap dancing is stop your feet. You can't come to balance because you done. Slow feet, dead meat. They're going to hit you with the leg and take it away. Anytime somebody starts tap dancing and raising their shoulders up, shaking, you shoot your gun, as they say, for a lack of better terms. You go, you the same speed you use to close the space, you keep closing it and you fire off at that thigh board. Because if you miss, they will have to jump back. And then the troops should be rallying and getting there. But the worst thing you could do is stop your feet because you have no power. Now you're trying to just tackle with your arms. And good backs run right through that. Get up off me. Now it's times where guys made very good uh, plays as far as defeating would-be blockers and couldn't and didn't finish. Like one time, Corn King, um, Mandy Alonzo beat a double team and looked to have Williams in the backfield. And then Corn King, the quarterback, tried to chip him, and he dipped the rip and got up under him and tried to grab Williams inside thigh. And Williams did a good job of getting up out of there. So everybody's going to scream like, what the hell are we doing? We got to tackle. That, now, that's a high difficulty of play right there. Because he defeated, and in two steps, he defeated the little chip by the quarterback, got low, dipped and ripped, and dove for his thigh and slid down, and the kid just got up out of there. Then he made, like, you know, one of our DBs miss, and then we tackled him. One time, Clary met up in the hole. Clary stopped his feet. I felt like a Clary... When he, had, when he attacked that weak side A-gap, oh, he saw it. Beautiful, too. You saw it, dog. Man, you saw it. I don't know why you, you know, went to the right some because Nick Jackson was coming and your support. I felt like if you were just, and this is hindsight, it's 2020. I felt like if you just continued to come forward and just would have shot your gun and went for his outside thigh, like they teach you going for the, when you go to hit the ring with, that they roll and you go run and get your head across. If you were the Seahawk tackle, that gave me a Seahawk tackle, meaning don't come to balance, you shuffle same arm, same shoulder, same, same knee, get your head, grab the leg, fall, twist. The Seahawk tackle, Seahawk roll. But if you come to balance and then you let them outflank you, they're going to break that tackle. So a lot of times that's what was happening. We were stopping our feet versus closing the space, shuffling, same arm, same shoulder. Use your hip, bring your hips. If you don't bring your hips, it's an arm tackle. So that's that's being taught. That's taught. Now I always tell you guys, a former player, I know it's hand in hand. Like how are you coach, and then how you take that that information and transition it to the game versus an opponent that you don't know and don't know you. Because a lot of brother in law going in practice, you could look good tackling and covering in practice. That's your teammate. There's a lot of sometimes a lot of brother-in-law, and we call it brother-in-law when it do help you look good. They don't feel like practicing; they just be running through the motion, you know. But um, we 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 ran some a gap dogs with our middle backers. We we triggered safeties. We triggered corners. I mean, we brung a lot of pressure, man. We brung pressure. We had some a lot of five a lot of five man rushes. I wish when we played press on the outside corners. It's called bump and run. 
bump them, then run. It's not called shadow and run. Now, that's just not our corner. That's that's universal. You have some corners that come up to the line of scrimmage and, and race people. That's a waste of playing press. You're actually doing yourself a disservice unless you have elite speed, but you got to be patient. Like, you cannot on third down and short give up any inside routes. You make them run outside. Third and short, solo receiver side, you know the slant coming. That's why you look inside, check out the formation, understand, can't give up slant. And if he outside release, anticipate stop route or hammer route. But I'm going to capture the inside hip to take it away. Because once I catch, capture the inside hip and I look and lean, it don't matter what they throw. I got your inside hand anyway, baby. We going on a date. But if you up at press and you let them dance you and you stand straight up and they get inside of you, you cooked. You DBs, you got to know you can't give up inside releases when you press. You dared to rights. It's a two-way go now. That inside foot should be anchored. It should be a quick one. And then you back up. Easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. But y'all know what I say. And reset. Quick. Soon as snap the ball. A lot of times, right, DBs, when you see, when you see, most of the time, and Wicks do a great job of not doing this, but most receivers at the line of scrimmage, they give you something. Soon as the ball snap, they come to balance. So, you know, one one foot is up, one foot is back, right? Snap of the ball. The first thing a lot of receivers do is they bring that back foot, even with the front foot, and then they start tap dancing. What I was saying, what Williams be doing, they start tap dancing, give you a bunch of bunch of moves. Now, when it, when a receiver starts doing that, is what we call the inch step, inch back, because you still restarting them. Why he's dancing? You inch back, but you know I'm not giving up inside. So as you inch back, you punch with that inside, boom. But you don't you don't really step hard. It's just a quick, it's like a quick tap, like pop, just hit him. Because you want his hands, because he's shaking, trying to get you to reach. So if you throw a quick hand, he's going to react. And if he has a slant, he's going to be impatient. So when you throw that hand out there, it's a feint. You're just throwing it. You throw it to get them to smack and rip or smack and swim. They ain't swimming nothing because your hand ain't even there. You ain't trying to touch them. And then as soon as they finish that, sw- that swim and rip, I mean the rip and swim or the that hit and replace move, as soon as they get to their end, that's when you come with that, that damn straight. Bow! And now you're staring them. Let's go drive. It's like driving that deuce in the quarter. Either you're going to clamp them, you're going to go to one of them shoulders, and you pull that shoulder down to pull them to you. One thing you never want to do as a DB is hit them and push them away from you. You touching them to grab them. You giving them, you like, come here, man, let me talk to you for a second. That's how you tell You know how when you jacking somebody, like, come here, man, let me holler at you. That's what you want to do. Let me holler at you. Give them a little inch, let them do their move, then you shoot your hand, like, let me holler at you. Because that's how you shuffle to them. Let me holler at you right quick, baby. Let me, let me whisper in your ear, boy. Huh? What play you running? That's what you do. Schematically, I like what we schematically, bro. I like what we did this game. Execution wise, no, we didn't finish. Got to tackle. We didn't tackle. We didn't tackle. 
So coaches got to keep emphasizing, tackle, 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 keep rewinding the play, showing what he's doing wrong, keep rewinding the play. Like coach, what is his name, Coach 30, keep rewinding the play right here. Got a side shuffle, shoot your gun. You want to get up there, stop your feet. He leave you out there to dry. You grab him for air. Come on. Can't do that. That's what he going to say. If they get ever get a UVA clip, that dude going to be doing that. Scheme-wise? Scheme-wise. And, if, and, I, and I welcome all fans. If you really want me to break it down to the now, nah, I don't know if I could show the footage I got, so I can't say that. But I wish I could sit down and show y'all clip for clip what I'm talking about. This ain't no homerism. This is real talk. The scheme was a whole lot better, buddy. He couldn't finish. You got to finish. In anything, you got to finish. Just like offense. You can have any play drawn up you want to. Deliver the ball, catch the ball. If you don't do that, you're going to say, man, what the heck we doing office, man? What the hell? Got to finish. But we played Deshaun Perry at end. We played Smiley at D tackle. Like, come on, man. Different guys was getting in. Agungle was there. Come on. We've given y'all different different personnel groupings. People wanted different person. I know y'all want different DBs. Now, for the folks say they want different DBs, I know that y'all just hinting that y'all want to see somebody out on the outside besides Bratton. That's what y'all saying. I'm going I'm to I'm put that's what y'all want. Because we give you all the safety. Cohen King, Clary, Blunt, Sanker. Somebody said Cohen King been killing this. I'm like, where? Cohen been playing well. A lot of times y'all see Cohen King chasing, and they ain't even his man. He's running to try to help off the dude he's supposed to be checking. Because he see the quarterback eyes. And people are like, oh my God, look, Cohen King got beat again. I'm like, yo, that ain't even his man. He HBO and help a brother out. Like, do you even know what coverage we in? Then when I try to tell him, no, 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 that ain't it. That ain't it. Cohen did a good job actually playing the nickel this game. Because 21... That kid ain't Notre Dame had in the slot. Good God, he was fast as hell. Where they get him from? Sheesh. It was good to see you on the sinker out there, man. I don't know how they call that pass interference. That was not pass interference, and that was great coverage by you, by you, Sink. Jonas, that was great coverage by, by you on that wheel route. Great coverage. You ain't got to look back. You ain't you ain't grab him or nothing. It was underthrown, and you got your hand on the ball. They did the same thing in Jelani Woods. But anyway, man. I get it, man. I get it. I understand it. So y'all going to listen to this. Y'all going to listen to all the information I gave you, how we mix it up between three down linemen and Noah, giving you a 4-3 alignment. Essentially, because Noah's really an end. He's what the new age end is. I mean, he lighting up high pots, but he's your typical speed end with a backer inside of him. I mean, that's what that's what you like. 
we knew Noah as a rush end. So when we go to that alignment, somebody like, well, Noah, he's a linebacker. I want four down linemen, ball hawk. Like, Noah still was giving you. Let me tell you something, man. Our linemen, somebody said our linemen were just standing up getting their ass kicked this game. What was they watching? What? Somebody said Mandy Alonzo was just standing straight up. What? Where? He was swimming the first dude quick. Now, if he, if you see him swim the dude and the, and, the, and the second guy get up underneath him some, so you think he's standing straight up, you, well, you miss his get off. Because he'll use that same move and get a TFL or get a quarterback hurry. But you swear up and down. Oh, he just stands straight up. What? Again, man, it's different lenses. And I'm just trying to help you help your lens. Not saying my lens is the best lens ever, but I will hope that you take what I say on my podcast, apply it to how you see the game, and just see if it helps you. If it don't, and you like your way, and your way is the best way, fine. I can live with that, bro. Respectfully, I can. I ain't going to be disrespectful. We just see the game differently. It's no problem. I see the game different from the OGs that taught me the game. It don't make me better than them. It's just we see things differently. We have um, our own preference. A lot of times when we break down whether it's the best players, best schemes, it's all about our personal preference, right? What we feel like if we were coaches that we would probably run. That's what it comes down to when you review a game. So that's why when people say, I don't like the 3-4, the 3-3-5, they are prototypical four-down linemen fans. They like 4-3 or the 52. That's what that's what they prefer. That's probably what they were taught. That's probably what they played in. Just like if you run somebody ran a 3-4 linebacker, he'd be like, man, give me the 3-4 because I got more range to do X, Y, and Z. Versus put me in the four three and now I gotta be here. Feel like I'm robot. It's just a personal preference. That's all it is. So that's what it all boils down to. Y'all gotta stop hitting tweets so fast. And don't and don't. I'm telling y'all now. Don't be adding me. Don't do that. Cause Patty Hawk ain't nice like Ball Hawk. Stop adding me with the tomfoolery, with the dumb, dumb stuff. Because sometimes I be on that type of time. And you're going to get what you're looking for, and you ain't going to like it. Because uh, when Petty Hall come out, this is the song that's going to start playing. And if you watch BMF, you know what Lamar did when he was singing this song. Anytime Ball Hawk come out, you gonna hear this song. I mean, Petty Hawk, my bad. Cause you ain't gonna be able to stop the rain when Petty Hawk come out, bro. Telling you. And that's how we gonna end this episode. Straight like that. Make sure you subscribe. Appreciate everybody's support. Go to, uh, anchor.fm slash the Ball Hawk show. Hit the support button. Support your boy. And again, man, hopefully I broke down defensively what we did differently. And you still may have the same thought towards the defensive staff, but they ain't just doing the same stuff. They try something different. The results just won't different. But that's all I got for y'all, man. Y'all enjoy this Petty Hawk theme song, courtesy of Lamar from BMF. And we out of here. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.